0: Hi everybody, I'm Brennan Reedy with our second episode of our Brother Rice Game Day podcast. I'm here with Ben Colossa. What's going on guys? Thanks for listening. And Eddie Berry. Hello everyone, how's it going? Thank you for listening. Uh, Today's podcast will be talking about the sad ending to our Brother Rice basketball playoffs and uh, a little preview to our Promising baseball team. So first up on our list is uh, Oakland. That Oakland game was not much of a surprise. We ended up being down Oakland eighty-six to forty-two. It's a great game by Josh Nego, twenty-nine points.
1: I mean, Brennan, as of late, when have you seen Josh Nego have a bad game? And especially against the Oakland Spartans, who have been known for being mediocre in everything they do. I mean, Ben, like when
0: uh, before the game started, I saw on Twitter's Oak- a few Oakland kids were tweeting out like. They just beat the Revis game in double overtime, so they're all very pumped and Exactly, Revis. <laughs> Revis. <laughs> well they got a they got a fan base, A lot of fans there. Ryson had the strongest showing, but they're still able to come
2: up on top. Yeah, I think it was great too because people especially who were weren't at the end of the season, they had lost in the Catholic League tournament and just were on a down stretch a little bit, but they continued the momentum from that Tinley Park game all the way into the first playoff game, so it was yeah. great to see.
0: Yeah, definitely losing those two two games before the season, before the end of the season, really hurt like the momentum that we had. We were on like a 12 game win streak, which was huge. But then going in that Oakland game, it was really a statement winning, almost doubling their score, doubling it more. We won by 44 points, <laughs> which was huge. And then we kind of took that momentum into the HF game, which is next on our list. And it was the first time Rice won an original championship in eight years.
1: I'll tell you, Coach Bobby Frazier is the reason this team is where they are at, and without him, with I mean, the leadership that they've got from Mike Shepsky, Josh Niego, it's off the charts, and we really saw uh, uh, younger players like Brennan Coughlin step up in that game. Uh, Brennan Coughlin really excited to see what he could do, and he really l- transitioned that big game against HF into uh, the sectional game.
0: Yeah, so I like what I saw from Brendan Coughlin and his progression throughout the state playoffs, but and that HF game is kind of historic because it was our first one since nine, eight years, and it's truly a defining moment for Coach Bobby Frazier who's been doing great strides with the program.
2: Yeah, he did a terrific job, and I look at Josh Niego too. for He accounts for most of that victory. He had two, two three-point plays in, on two possessions, and that really sparked the momentum and let Rice kind of take over and carry away with the game. Yeah, Josh Nago
1: dropped 27 points against HF, 15 in the fourth quarter, and the headlines on the paper said it all. Not by gosh, by Josh. <laughs> well, that was uh, one of my
0: favorite articles. I've been collecting articles all year long. It's been hanging up in my room like throughout the season just it, as it, kind of a reminder. It's not
1: even just the bulletin board anymore. It's a full wall. <laughs> yeah. Well, you
0: got to save all the memories. I mean, well, well, now that our season's over, sadly, but I think I'm going to save like the top articles, put them in a frame, you know, with all... All like my managerial letters hanging up and then put it on one showcase and then hang up in my basement hopefully. But that HF game
1: it was that HF You um you talk about your managerial career all the time, Brendan. I mean are you transitioning to being the basketball manager manager at Western Illinois? I know you're continuing <laughs> your five star five star broadcasting career there. Hey, that's what
0: they, that's how they were treating me over there, five star career, you know. <laughs> the, Head of the department was set me down. Wanted to really treat me like that five star. Get you your free car yet? No, no, not yet. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know if I'm gonna continue that. I mean, I I love doing it. The guys at Rice were awesome. Just a great locker room, great coaching. Uh, we're like a family. But I'm excited to go to
1: Western Illinois. Um, another thing from HF, the team was great. They were best season. Best 7 or 8 seed, I think, in the state playoffs we've seen.
0: Yeah, that's what Joe Hendrickson was saying. and They were a preseason top 10, and I mean, a lot of injuries plagued their
1: season. That 18-12 uh, and 12 record they had heading to the playoffs, that really did not define them. I mean, they went 4, they won 4 of their last 12, I believe four of it was. their last
0: 12, but their 4 top players were injured.
2: I remember you telling me too, Brendan, one day that all their players were coming back too for the time we were playing. <laughs> yeah, everyone like, was
0: freaking out, yeah. like, kids were coming up to me in the hallways, like, Oh, you guys are about to get smoked. Gay hey, chef's a big Yep, team. Your,
2: your insight really helps.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a very, I'm a very biased, very biased for the rice fan. But uh, I, I really got to give credit to Boulanger. In the first quarter, he got really roughed up in the paint, the boards, but. It, he stepped it up in the second half, and I
1: think that's the reason we won and got away yeah, with that game. Boulanger, I mean, his wingspan is going to be the longest in the gym. He's might be the scrawniest kid in the gym, <laughs> and he really needs to work on that. And I know Coach Green, I talked to him today about it. Coach Vince Green, assistant varsity coach, said he's working on his strength and conditioning with Boulanger and other junior Nick Bows next year. They're going to be a set of twin towers down there next year. Yeah, I mean, you could expect a lot next
0: year. I mean, a lot of people think there's going to be a big drop-off, but I— I really think this group's gonna to come together. You got potentially five seniors gonna be in the starting lineup next year. It's gonna be possibly Ryan Kellogg, sharp shooting and streaky shooter at point guard, with the shooting guard Matt Fitz, another, Matt Fitzpatrick. Matt 52s. two, <laughs> but uh yeah, he's a streaky shooter. Brendan Coglin, like you said earlier, really dynamic.
1: He needs to develop a little bit more shooting. He's too generous with the ball. I <laughs> think. Yeah, that's that's an understatement. That kid will pass up open threes, I think. open drives in the lane, just to dish it off to Shep and Josh this year. It's kind of absurd at some points, and you really
2: saw him start to be more aggressive towards the end of the year, and that was really, really nice to see. I think he's got the best passing vision, though, Ben. As much as he does pass the ball, he does make the good passes and gets the best look for his and team. You also can't forget, we talk about Boulanger's athleticism. We talk about
1: Nick Bowe's athleticism. You can't forget about Brennan Coghlan. Brennan Coglin might be... Six foot, if we're being generous, and the fastest kid in yeah, the court. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's a given. But <laughs> Brendan Calvin, Cow- he can slam. It's not just like he's landing in his rim. His wrist is hitting the rim. No, he's he. Brendan Calvin can slam. It's ridiculous. And next year, we might actually see a few more dunks because
0: Boulanger can dunk, Bose can dunk, Kyrie's can dunk. It should be a fun. So can Ryan Kellogg. You can't forget about that one. I uh, yeah, but not right now. He's actually hurt with an ankle injury, but uh, he'll be back for summer league and looking to do big things next year. And then in the fourth quarter of that HF game, uh, you could tell getting down to the gritty, gritty gritty, times. And we won that game by seven, but you said earlier with Josh Nego, he really stepped up big time, two and ones, back-to-back, back, and six points in about 20 seconds. What was the difference maker in that game I, for you, Ben?
1: Yeah, Brennan, I wasn't there, but, I mean, Come on, you didn't watch it on High School Cube or something? I mean, yeah, during my babysitting hours <laughs> where I had <laughs> oh to my make God. my cash, oh my I did God. have it set up, and I was watching it on the extremely low-quality High School Cube. <laughs> but, uh, I mean... <laughs> Josh Niego he just really hey, but was a difference maker in that game. I mean, <laughs> as should, always. But how, how old is the
0: kid you're babysitting? Five years old. You just, should just turned five. You got your license. Take him,
1: take him in your car. You can just drive up to believe the good me, old Homewood philosophy. Believe me, I was tempted, but he's <laughs> afraid of my car, as you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> my, the old, what, the, the twenty year old uh, Saturn. I mean, it's it's vintage. Can <laughs> get the antique license plates on it if I really want to. <laughs>
0: Alright, well that was the HF game and first regional title in eight years. There's huge milestones for this for, for this program. Coach Fisher doing a great job and yesterday uh, we had the <laughs> the sectional <laughs> yeah that describes it all the sectional semifinal game against Thorne and Thorn's Thorne's a great team, but they were they were the matchup between the two and three seed of the sectional and
1: they got one of the top players in Alonzo Verge and I know, but he just love Alonzo Verge so much. Let me just say this. Alonzo Verge may or may not be the most overrated player of the year I have ever seen. I mean, yeah. tell me when a player of the year will who's been averaging close to thirty points a game. Yeah. Shoots 0 for 9 from 3 with 4 air balls. Uh, Don't forget the one on the top of the backboard. Uh, that, that, that may have been worse, but a 90% free throw shooter on the air, okay? 90%? Yeah. Which rivals Josh Niego. He was 4 for 9 from the, from the charity stripe. Oh, and in, in clutch time situations, he was ridiculous. And then the backcourt violation that if he would have touched the ball and Mike Shepsky just landed in, which led to... Coach Streets from uh, oh, get, streets, get, get, the get, court. getting the technical, <laughs> and that really set us up. But Alonzo Verge, Alonzo Verge, excuse me, most overrated player of the year I've ever seen. And those was the quietest 24 points I think I've ever seen. I think he did not score a basket from outside of five feet. He just, oh, during uh, school all this week, everyone.
0: Everyone coming up to me, they're talking about, oh, Lonzo Verge, top player in the state, got all these offers going D one bound. Ridiculous. <laughs> he's like everyone's watching his balls life, mixtape in class. They have him like crossing up the fenders in one of the videos. He's just like bang the ball at the guy's head going around him.
1: Yeah, I mean, you didn't see that in the game. I mean, they, he's no, they, no, they, no oh. not taking away anything. He's a great no, player. D- no just, no I don't mean disrespect. <laughs> I know it may sound like it, but twenty four points, eleven rebounds, seven assists, and two two steals. That's fantastic, but he shot nine at twenty-five from the field. Come on, yeah, come on. That if was it, that was
0: coming off a forty-three-point
1: outing against I, Bloom, and that was oh, okay, forty-three against Bloom, but twenty-four against. Uh, according to Michael O'Brien, oh uh, my, uh, don't, the, <laughs> don't even get me started. Michael like O'Brien, O'Brien. <laughs> claims that the Crusaders were the most overrated two seed. That we had a shooter's chance against against Thornton. Yeah,
0: but then against like, in the Thornton game, we didn't even. Shoot the ball that much from no, three. We we no, we were
1: obliterating Thornton's interior defense. If it wasn't for Orlando Allen Jr., the big man, who put up 24-12, and 12, all right, he, he dominated. <laughs> you can't take that away from hey, him. That, that every team we play, we make every big man look oh, good. yeah, that, That's the story, of Brotherhood's basketball. We're one big man away from being elite. I mean, <laughs> we, were, we were an elite team this year, but Orlando Allen Jr. really was the reason I think Thornton won that game yesterday. And, of course, the Crusaders not being able to capitalize on late-game opportunities with Thornton missing their free throws. Hmm. But give or take a few calls from the, from the refs here or there. I know that's not what you want to hear, but I think that game comes out of yeah, a I mean, different it's, outcome. It's high school basketball.
2: Yeah, any, I mean, you can't expect the refs to be perfect, even though we are in high school. But I take away from it, too. I don't see as much as Thornton won the game, but as much as that we lost the game. I mean, yeah, what team misses eight, oh, almost they eight free throws in the last for, two minutes?
0: For us to win that game. They,
2: it was their game to lose. I, I've never seen someone, I'm sure Lonzo, Alonzo's a great player, and he is, but I've never seen a more stupid mistake <laughs> than the, <laughs> no, you're going to get a backcourt violation, let the ball get stolen, give up a layup, and then your coach comes out and gets a technical in the no, last like, two minutes.
0: I remember I, I was sitting right on the bench taking stats, and I see the ball go behind backcourt. He touches it right before it goes behind half court. He's walking to the ball. And everyone's just standing there. And I'm like, Shaq, get the ball! Get the ball! Like, everyone's screaming at him. It gets the layup. And then you just see big old former NFL player Ty Streets run into the other, other paint, grabs Alonzo Verge, starts yelling at him, yelling at the ref. And it was just crazy in that
1: gym. You know, and talking about Alonzo Verge again, I mean... The kid at some points looked lazy on the court. He, he was not. He was careless with the ball. I mean, Mike Chevsky and Josh Niego, even Brendan Calvin and Tyler Houston, they were pickpocketing him yeah, all well, day. Cox he was, played a great game. That he, game. <laughs> he was just careless with the ball at some points, and he. I mean, I don't know where he's headed to college. I heard he may be going on the JUCO route, considering his first choice yeah. U of I revoked his scholarship due to off the court issues. But I mean. I, I really don't know where this kid's headed. Well, the thing is during that Thorn
0: game, Thorn brother Rice game, the team the Thorn team in a whole kinda got tired. You could tell they only played like seven guys the whole game. And when it comes to a team like Rice, we go about eight, maybe nine
1: guys deep. Which but is huge. Rice for us. is as good of a conditioned team as anyone in the state. Yeah, but you saw Rice explode in that second quarter.
0: That's what I thought the turning point was. Mike Shevsky had not uh, eleven points that quarter, three from beyond the arc. That's when everyone that's when he started turnheads, I thought, throughout the game. And you saw Alonzo Verge came out for a little bit. They put in uh I don't know the name, number thirty two. Number, 32. Three, or number, number three. three. Number three? I uh, think okay. so, the little point guard. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean he was good, but he wasn't it wasn't Alonzo. We really capitalized and we were up by six six points going into the
1: into half that time, yeah. Yep.
2: Yep. I give a lot of credit, too. I mean, Nick Bose came in and actually played pretty well. Ian must have had four, Freak. five, six points in the <laughs> second quarter.
0: Yeah, I really like Bose. I mean, he's the guy that'll give it to you all during practice. I mean, even when it's not, like, on the line for a state championship game, like, even not those situations, maybe it'll just be, like, during practice, during a drill, he'll go...
1: Go all out. Yeah, I, th- I think, I mean, Griffin Leslie earned the title of grittiest player on Brother Rice basketball this <laughs> Man, year, but that's, that's Nick Bose's ne- title ne- next ne- year, without a doubt. <laughs> Nick Bose or Ryan Kellogg, but as of right now, I'm going to have to give it to Nick Bose. Next year's going to pass the grittiness down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, talk about Bose. Really solid footwork. The thing that Brother Rice needs to work on over the summer, though, is boxing out. If we box out, we win that game. I mean, there's no ifs
2: and or buts about it. Yeah, Thorne, they would get, give or take, four or five offensive rebounds of possession, and Rice, I think I counted, we only had one over-the-back call for our way. So, And I mean, that was
1: not an over-the-back call. Oh no. It was It was not. Boulanger <laughs> did not go over the back. He was trying to tip that ball out, and he just got up higher, and the rest were deceived because of how freakishly long he is. <laughs> 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 I mean, I was talking, speaking about Boulanger's athleticism, I was talking
0: today, uh, we actually have a class together, and he was saying, we were talking about the wall that you were talking about, Ben, my room with all the newspapers. And he was actually the mural. The yeah, the mural. It was actually on the front page of the South Town. It was him blocking the shot. And he's like,
1: man, of course they picked the one picture of me when I'm not, my head's not above the rim. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even doubt that either. That kid jumps out of the gym. It's ridiculous. But
0: my high school basketball game, especially in a sectional
1: crowd, that crowd was loud, and we had a great showing from the Crusader Crazies. Yeah. yeah, I mean that was as good of a showing I've seen on the road, minus the Marist game last year for a high school basketball game for us. But I mean, Crazies were in the head of Thornton. It was like they had never seen a student section before. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think Thornton had a student section. They had a lot of people Their there. Their parents were yeah, out there. <laughs>
2: I think Alonzo Verge, he probably took the most crap from us. He kept looking <laughs> back too. It's like he was shaking in yeah. his boots at one point when he was over when he missed his first
1: uh, three when he airballed. I mean, crazy's got in his head and it just carried over. Yeah, but uh, going back to that, the fourth quarter was why we lost that game. It yeah. was yeah.
0: I mean, you got to start with we were up three or one going into the fourth quarter. I believe three. I think we were up three. And come on, Mandry, you should know this. <laughs> I, I know. I mean, I I just have a bad. I mean, those are memories I want to forget. Trust me. But <laughs> the we were up going into the fourth quarter. That's what mattered. And we get the we had the ball because they just got a controversial jump ball at the end of the third quarter. So we got the ball back to start the fourth quarter, and we started off. I a lot of the gym is so loud you can't even hear yourself think. And then you have Josh and carrying the ball up. Boulanger sets a screen. He's on the left side of the court. Josh jumps up in the air looks like he's going to pass to Shevsky and just
1: shoots an off-balance three. It's something you don't see from him. Yeah. I mean, he's you he's... don't see him taking poor shots like that. I mean, all year him, Mike Shevsky, Coglin, O'Connor, they've just been looking for the best available shot at all times and that's truly been
2: the offensive success for the Crusaders this year. I think a lot of it with Josh too. He didn't he didn't score a field goal, I don't think, in the second half. Maybe one or two, but he had that he had that big one at the end that of the game, a, yeah.
0: and I kept us in.
2: Up until that point, though, he had um, he hadn't done that much in the second half, and I think a lot of it goes like being that leader of a team. You want to be that guy who your team could go to the ball with and get a get a jump like shot with at the end game. of the game, yeah. And
0: I mean, I think the part of the reason he didn't score that much was because he was guarding Alonzo Verge all game long. And, I mean, he contained that kid. That kid is an athletic freak. Yeah. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. oh, yeah.
0: So, I mean, he, he, I don't even think Josh came out that whole entire game. I, he, him, did not, I worships, he did I, not. I don't think they came out the whole game. And, I mean, I give him credit. I mean, staying on for a whole 36 minutes, I mean, that's – that's t- 32 minutes, excuse me, my math is really bad. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: uh, that that was huge. and the hate mike o'brien has been giving the crusaders all year though i mean he he josh nago earned the respect of him this year he was on the all area team i mean when you put up numbers like 18 a game 6 rebounds 35% from the three and you win the lawless ward you got to respect them
0: yeah i was talking to josh today and he was saying uh well, we we had a few coaches at our practice before the sectional semifinal game and one was actually the first division 1 team that was looking at him. is from saint francis college in brooklyn and uh, they're actually one of the few Division One teams that they've been around <laughs> since like 1890, and I mean they've been playing Division One since like 1920. So I mean you think maybe they have like one, two NCAA tournament
1: births, not one single birth in the NCAA tournament. Hey, I'll tell you this though: <laughs> Josh Nago brought Brother Ice basketball back from oof, mediocrity, and he said it best: Brother Ice is back, baby. And I really think if say he goes to St. Francis, he could be that difference maker for them. Yeah, especially. Um... Yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs> you're at a loss of words. I mean, he must be ben, like, ben a yeah. the second coming of Jesus over here. <laughs> <Yeah. Nigo. laughs> no, but then uh, he's a lot of a lot of offers from NAIA schools, full rights for NAIA, and then a few Division two schools looking at him. I always hoped maybe Josh and Shefsky would go together to the same college. I thought that would be... Josh and reunite reunited. Bemidji yeah. State. Bemidji Bumpy State. Beavers. <laughs> well, everyone always messes up Bemidji State, the name, so the running joke on the teams we call Fettuccine State because it's the name is <laughs> so messed up. But uh, I think Shef, we are talking about Josh a lot, but Chevsky, I think Michael Bryan tweeted out something today like Chefsky really turned heads to these Storm fans because they weren't expecting what they got. They thought he was overrated. Couldn't play. He earns all the respect he's earned. he's earned it all this year. And I mean, talking about that last two minutes of the game, I was I was sitting next to a Thorn fan, a longtime Thorn fan during that game, and he was saying this might have been the craziest last two minutes of basketball he's ever seen. I mean
1: how many missed free throws were there during, yeah. that g- during those last two minutes? There was as much drama in that game last night as there was
2: in the Marist game. earlier. I think the there year, might right? have been even more drama in that game. So much happened, I couldn't even keep track. Just because, yeah, if you have a team that goes up, and I think they missed five consecutive free throws. Ridiculous. Then th- Rice is throwing the ball away, so is Thorne. I mean, it was just yeah, crazy and then, back and forth.
0: Well, we, we got an opportunity. We stopped them. They missed a free throw. Well, we were down one. They missed a free throw, made their second free throw. They take the ball we take the ball down the court. We got like four shot opportunities, wide open looks most of the time. And besides Boulanger's in the it, corner. Yeah, that was this. the only questionable shot I think we saw. But we got there. we got the rebound, so I mean yeah, it, it, yeah. it didn't matter. I mean, we got four good looks, didn't complete. That's when everyone thought it was over. We there was forty seconds left, mm-hmm. down by two. Can't do this again. We've done yeah. it like five times already this year. <laughs> but but anyway, we foul Alonzo Verge. And Alonzo verge ninety percent free throw, free throw shooter. shooter from the line. He goes up to the line. Jim is loud as it's been all night long. Clanks the first off the rim, and then misses the second. And Boulanger goes up,
1: gets the rebound, and steps out of bounds. I mean, like that—that that was, that no, was. And I mean, I know in the Crusader Crazies, the talk was we we'd be okay with Alonzo making that first when he just or excuse me, missing the first but making the second because we just we we didn't think we'd be able to get the rebound. We really didn't. I mean, Orlando Allen Jr., the big man who put up who had 12 rebounds, we really thought he would have just grabbed another one. Yeah, I mean, Boulanger, again, that board was a big play, but then stepping out of bounds
0: really killed our spirits. Still down by one. They inbound the ball, and we foul. I think it was number 34. 34. I don't know his name. Yeah, it was I don't know his number 34, and he goes to the line. misses the first one. So it's still a one point game and then makes the second with about, what, 20? Maybe 20, 20 seconds. I guess, maybe. Yeah, right around there. around there. So we're down two. We're going to get the last shot. And we've seen this all before. Mike Shevsky, Josh Nego, hitting clutch shots for us. let so take the ball up the court. And I actually miss this. I'm very disappointed and deep I missed this. You're
1: your deep in thought and doing your managerial duties. Yeah, of no,
0: <laughs> I, 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 I was keeping track of the free throws, you know.
1: I want of to course. see how bad Alonzo Verge actually <laughs> was.
0: <but laughs> so anyway, anyway, Shevsky gets pickpocketed right before he was about to pull up with about mm-hmm. 10 seconds remaining, yep. And I was, when I saw Alonzo Verge going the other way, the only thing that was going through my mind, please try to be a hero, dunk and miss off the, iron,
1: that's the rim. <laughs> I mean, what that's I what I thought he would do. It, yeah. it looked
0: like he was cocking back, but he got fouled in the process. So, I mean, that's how our, our storybook And I mean, I think, Brother Rice basketball did not deserve to go out that way. I mean, I mean it's one no. thing to miss that last second shot to have that opportunity, but mm-hmm. but Shepsie was so hard on himself in the and locker and room yeah. After yeah. game. I mean, like he played an outstanding game, outstanding season, four I mean, years he, at Rice. Yeah, I mean, what is he number two leading sc- number time? two all time leading scorer behind uh, Coach uh, behind Jim Sexton,
1: but yeah, he probably thinks. The game's all his fault, but it's, I, it's not. I and knowing Mike Shepsky, that's exactly what he thinks, and he's the reason. one of the big reasons
2: we were even in that game that late. Especially, too. It's tough, too, because as a player, especially, you always look forward to that next game where you can redeem yourself. I know he's going on to Bemidji State, and he'll be playing four more years there, but that's horrible. I think that that's going to be playing through his mind for mm-hmm. the rest of his life, knowing that he can't come back next year, put on that Rice yep. uniform, and redeem himself.
0: I mean, I think he's... He's him and Josh both let, uh left a lasting impression on Brother Rice basketball. And it's been a great year in total. I mean, a lot of the achievements you said earlier, Ben, really brought the program back. Yep. And that just a uh, sad ending to a great year. But the brighter things we gotta look forward to is the Brother Rice baseball season. Absolutely. And I mean they're nationally ranked this year again.
1: Yeah. They're playing in a big tournament. Elite team. I mean, Crusaders <laughs> right now. I'll just lead, read off a few of these. Number 11 in the Collegiate Baseball newspaper preseason poll. Number 31 in the Baseball America Top 50. And number 21 in Max Preps. And they're headed to the National High School Invitational Tournament in North Carolina. First team ever from the Midwest. <laughs> I mean, they can't they can't let down the Midwest. I mean, first team there. I mean, if they they ever want to bring a Midwestern team back, they need to win at least two games. I mean, <laughs> I mean, but we're talking about uh, the Crusaders and their pool... They are joined by Archbishop McCarthy from Southwest Ranches, Florida, Arlington Heights High School from Tennessee, who were the uh, Class 3A runner-up last year, and South Hills High School from California, who were the 2016 state champions in California. (laughs) So, Crusaders are joined by some elite company. I mean, anytime you're facing a state champion from California, you know it's going to be one of the hardest games you're ever playing. All those schools you just named, man, they're all...
0: All, they all play year-round ball. Yep. It's so nice out there. I mean, mm-hmm. that's one of the disadvantages when you play in Chicago. I mean, snowy in the winter, you can't
1: be out on the baseball diamond. Yep. I mean, you got all these guys from around here, from Rice, Rita, all the local high schools they are all going down to Florida for a week to play fall ball, maybe Texas, but it's, it's not the same. But when the Crusaders are as talented as they are this year, I mean, Ryan cut, of course, leading the pack. He's a preseason All-American, Illinois recruit, Jack Guzik. Indiana State recruit, Ryan King, Michigan State recruit, Jag Ridgeway, Indiana State recruit, Sam, I mean the list will keep going on and then first from the class of 2018, Sam Jones, Indiana recruit, that kid is going to be something to watch this year, kid's got a sweet swing. One of the kids on my radar that I really like, he's actually a freshman, so
0: he's playing on the sophomore team but we'll get pulled up later in the year is Marquise Jackson and we all know him from
1: Jackie Robinson West. Yeah, the kid's elite. I mean, he's just he's a slugger. He's gonna make an impact somehow, some way in that crowded outfield of Brett Baggis, Kendall <laughs> Pettis, Danny Dalgale, Mike Bolton. I mean the three last guys I just named they are all sophomores. I played with Kendall Pettis last year. He's fast. <laughs> oh ridiculous. But Kendall Pettis is one of the best baseball players I have ever played alongside or played against. And He's just, as a sophomore, that kid's going to be playing wherever he's playing. I know he's visited schools like USC, UCLA, already. He's We're talking about Pettis here, right? Yeah, we're talking yeah. about
2: Pettis. Pettis is going to be big time for the Crusaders this year. I think it speaks a lot, too, about the recruiting that we've had. I mean, look at what Matt, Coach Mack's done in the yeah. past yeah. four yeah. or five years, bringing in Ryan Cutt, Ryan King, Al Marquise. I mean, yeah, it's I just mean, been outstanding. Ryan King's from Indiana. I mean, that's, that's a big commitment. That must and, just show you how great of a coach Coach Mack really is. Yeah, we talk about Jack Guzik, too. I mean, another big recruit. Where does he live? I think all the way out in Manhattan. Manhattan. Hill, in the so. middle of nowhere. The cornfields. So, I mean, that's just... Not, I mean, how do you find a kid out in Manhattan, Illinois, come <laughs> play for you? I mean, that's hey, impressive. He's
0: playing in the Field of Dreams out in
2: Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, someone
1: I'm really looking forward to is not a senior. It's not a sophomore. I'm looking at junior Joe Payton. Joe Payton is maybe a modest 5'8", 145, 150, but it's a fireball. He threw a perfect game against Fenwick last year on the sophomore level. 16 strikeouts, I might oh add. My gosh. Kids, oh. He's getting it off there. He's probably throwing upwards of 86 miles an hour. He's got a nasty 12-6 curveball. think he'll correct the rotation? Oh, absolutely. This kid is something special, and his size is deceiving. And He's actually the cousin. I don't know if you remember Mark Payton from St. Reed. He went out yeah, and played yeah, yeah, in yeah. Texas. Mm-hmm. He, uh, so runs in the family. Yeah, we should definitely see a lot of... Big college
0: program scouting the Brother Ice team this year. I mean, even at the first practice this year, you saw Marquise Jackson.
1: He's a freshman. Louisville coaches are already looking at him. Yeah, I mean, this is a great time to be a part of Brother Ice baseball. I, I see them post-National High School Invitational Tournament. I see them going on a very, very big run. Hopefully
2: that ends in a state title. Yeah, I think especially coming off last year, it's a lot of the seniors, especially coming back from last year, they're looking uh, – Win it all this year. Last year, I know everyone was expecting big things, and they did a lot. I mean, what did they win, 30 games in a row? Yeah, they
0: have the record for largest win streak in school history, I believe. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot to build off of it, but especially they want to come out come out firing once again and bring home the state title. Well, uh,
0: baseball season starts in a few weeks, and that's all we got right now.
1: But we'll be back talking about more baseball action. Thank you to St. Xavier for letting us record here at WXAV 88.3. I'm Brennan Riddick, Ben Kalasa, Eddie Barry. Thanks for listening.